Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of this podcast. This is Alex Slattery speaking, and although I know the other day I said that I was going to try and speak about something different in future episodes, the situation between Russia and Ukraine is worse than it was last time I recorded the podcast, and I feel, again, that I have to explain and try to answer some of the questions to try and get people to understand slightly better what the situation is in this part of the world. So the first question that I want to try and answer today is how is the rest of the world helping Ukraine and people that are in Ukraine at the moment? So a lot of people now are asking themselves if countries like Europe or the United or countries in Europe or the United States um, are doing something to help Ukraine, as I was saying. And it's true that many countries are sending weapons, so different types of weapons, to Ukraine to help them protect themselves from the constant attacks that they are suffering from the Russian army. The French president today spoke to the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, and asked him to not allow any attacks to happen in Ukraine from Russia while these two countries are negotiating a possible agreement as ministers, so politicians from both countries today, met in the morning to try and reach some kind of agreement and to stop this situation from happening any longer. It seems, and this is the latest news, that Putin accepted this, but at the same time, it looks quite difficult or complete, or it doesn't look completely true as different attacks have been happening today since that meeting started in different parts of Ukraine. As I have said many times during the last few episodes, the news is changing every hour. A perfect example of that is that this morning I was actually doing some research to try and get some of the most important details together to try and explain them in today's recording, but a lot of them have already changed since then, meaning that I have been reading again this afternoon and, the, as I always say, that some of these pieces of information are just changing every hour. Another thing that I wanted to explain in today's podcast is that, as I said in the previous recording, some of the countries are trying to get together to get Russia or to punish Russia through some sanctions. I already explained what a sanction was in the last recording, and today I'm going to give some examples of what these countries are doing against Russia to try to punish them. Most of the countries in Europe and also the United States have closed their airspace so that Russian planes can't fly over their countries, meaning that people can't fly from or to Russia very easily. This is affecting a lot of people that want to leave the country, even if it's safe in Russia at the moment, but if they want to go on holiday to a warmer country, for example, or if they have to travel uh, for business, if they have to travel because they've got a meeting, a work meeting in a different country. Also, and something that has been mentioned a lot in the news in the last few days, is that many countries have expelled, so they have eliminated, Russia from something called SWIFT, which is a system which is used by banks to send money from one country to another. So this means that banks, or most of the banks in Russia, are in serious problems, so in serious trouble, as they are alone, and they can't make or receive, they can't, sorry, take or send or receive any money from other countries around the world. They've still found some solutions to try and find other ways 
to exchange money with other banks from other countries, but it's definitely much more difficult than what it was some days ago. Other countries also want to stop receiving oil and gas from Russia. But this is something which they have to think about first, very carefully, because many countries get all of their oil and gas from Russia. So if they don't get any of this, they will be seriously affected. I'll give you some examples. So imagine, for example, empty petrol stations, so people trying to fill the tanks with petrol, and these petrol stations not having any petrol for these cars, or homes not having the radiators working without having any heating. This is something that a lot of countries in Europe will have if they refuse to buy oil and gas from Russia. A lot of sanctions are also happening in sport. For example, the Champions League in football was going, or the Champions League final, sorry, in football was going to be played in one of the biggest cities in Russia this year. But they have already announced that this has changed and that it will be taking place in Paris, France, instead. Also in football, those teams that were playing against Russian teams have said that they are not going to play against them, as it's not safe or easy to travel to these countries, but also as a sign of protest, showing that they don't agree with the situation and with what is happening in Ukraine at the minute. Meaning that all of these Russian teams are going to have to leave the competition immediately. In basketball, so something very similar to what I just said, European teams have also said that they will not play against teams from Russia. And this, of course, is affecting the whole competition that started quite some months ago, like after the summer, in September, more or less. So it was only made official this afternoon, or some minutes ago, actually, but all Russian teams and national teams have been suspended from all competitions in football today. And a lot of different things are happening in the last few hours related to sport, not only football or basketball. The consequences of this attack have quickly started affecting Russia, as I've been showing you in some of the last examples that I've been saying. For the moment, Putin doesn't seem to be affected by any of these things or any of these changes, but even very powerful people in Russia have said publicly that they want Russia to stop attacking Ukraine. To end today's recording, I'm sure you are aware or you know that many people are giving or trying to get together a lot of types of medicines and food to be sent to Ukraine. And I know that different schools, like the one in which I work at, and other groups of people are organizing themselves, as I say, to help people that are having to live this horrible situation. So all I can say from here is to try to encourage everybody to try and help in whatever way you can. As at the moment, again, as I always say, there's a lot of uncertainty and not knowing what's going to be happening in the next few hours, days and weeks in Europe, but also across the whole world. So thanks again for listening. I know I said I wasn't going to be talking only about this, but as I said at the beginning, the situation is very tense. And everywhere you go or everywhere you or everything that you watch on television, radio, newspapers at the moment, this seems to be the only thing that is actually being um, happening or spoken about. So thanks again for listening. I hope everyone is fine and I'll speak to you again earlier or sooner this week. Goodbye.